United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Steve Heggie is Regional Deputy Director for United States Institute of Peace Latin America Program. Here to talk about the uh, upcoming primary run, the upcoming runoff elections. Sorry, in Colombia. Hi, Steve. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you. So, what is the situation in Colombia right now? So, Julie, we just had a first round of elections uh, on May 29th, and we have, as you said, upcoming runoff elections on June 19th. The surprising outcome of the May 29th uh, first round was that the traditional sort of establishment conservative candidate. Uh, Federico Gutierrez only mustered 23% of the vote, and the rest uh, went to uh, candidates promising some sort of change. And now we have a, a runoff between the longtime opposition leader, former senator or current senator, uh, Gustavo Petro, and then an outsider businessman, uh, more sort of populist right wing uh, uh, politics. Uh, Rodolfo Hernandez, both promising significant change to the country, uh, but different degrees of change and different degrees of predictability. Uh, Rodolfo led sort of a skeleton campaign with a, really with populist kind of slogans on anti-corruption. And Gustavo Petro led a little bit more of, a, of an intellectual uh, grassroots campaign uh, with more policy meat and a deeper staff. Um, but there's a lot of, lot of unpredictability of what may transpire. Right now, Rodolfo is probably leading with by a slight margin going into the runoff, um, but both promise significant degrees of change for Colombia and its longstanding relationship with the United States. It seems like Colombia has come a long way, but as you described, there's still a lot of trouble and conflict in that country. Yeah, unfortunately, I think all, all of us who have supported peace uh, efforts in Colombia for, for a long time, including the U.S. Institute of Peace, um, you know, we, we had a lot of high hopes around the 2016 peace accord itself with the major insurgency group of the FARC. Unfortunately, that was just one of, of multiple tracks of negotiations that had been going on with other armed groups at the time. And, and we all sort of sort of rushed to celebrate, which was a, a really a monumental peace agreement uh, with the FARC insurgency. Um, but ultimately, you know, unfortunately, you had uh, uh, that agreement led to sort of an, an ushering in of the current government under President Juan Duque, who opposed that agreement and really con- really attributed a lot of Colombia's uh, I- insecurity, uh, particularly in rural uh, areas, to the agreement itself. And so we have to a certain degree, somewhat four years later under President Juan Duque, we have somewhat of a, a, of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that by all objective and subjective measures, the armed conflict continues probably more intensely than than even in in recent decades. Um, You know, we have armed groups that control roughly between one third and one quarter of the country. Uh, We have homicide rates in rural areas that if if you were to take the top 170 uh, rural municipalities that were uh, prioritized by that peace agreement in 2016 today, in 2022, they would have the homicide, the the highest homicide rate in the world uh, as a country. Uh, on its own. So things are not looking so great. There's a tremendous indications of, of upticks in, in ninefold upticks in, in massacres, confinement, displacement, child recruitment, 
Uh, again, it's a little bit of a disconnect with how we see things often from Washington. Uh, I'm here in Bogota leading our, our, our Columbia office, but uh, it, things, things from the ground are, are quite bleak. And I think that is reflected by the, the voters' preferences uh, of uh, the Sunday uh, of, March, of May 29th. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.